There's an expression, someone is feeling no pain, but there are a select few humans who really can't feel pain. One of those people is Joe Cameron. Here she is in a New York Times interview from 2019. I was going through childbirth and I kept thinking, as soon as I feel pain, I'll ask for it, I'll ask for it. And before I realized it, I had the children. She's also never been anxious or afraid. Researchers have been studying Joe Cameron and her brain in an effort to better understand her sensory experience. And this week, researchers published a new study that looks at the genes and mutations responsible for Joe's pain-free existence. They hope to use what they learn to come up with better pain management treatments. Joining me now to talk more about this research is my guest, Andrea Korokov, Associate Professor at the Wolfson Institute for Biomedical Research at University College London. Welcome to Science Friday. Hello, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. It's great to have you. You've been working with Joe Cameron for about 10 years now. What is it about her condition that makes her so fascinating to study? I think it's a very uh, rare condition when uh, not only we have a lack of pain sensation, but we have uh, other benefits of a mutation she has that allows her to be uh, never having uh, anxiety or depression, and also she's healing much faster than other people, about 20-30% faster. All this together are is essentially a goldmine for researchers to try to find a connection between mutation and what genes are involved in them. And so we can uh, try to develop new therapies. So all of these seeming advantages, the pain management, the mood, the, the anxiety, nervousness, all of this gets traced back to one gene mutation? That is correct. Amazingly enough, uh, the mutation uh, that she has affects a system that is an endocannabinoid system. And the small uh, fatty molecules, uh, endocannabinoids, take part in signaling between different cells in our bodies and in our brains. And they signal about uh, pain, about uh, immune response, about appetite and other mood conditions. The first signs of that we might be dealing with something like that. Joe was treated with morphine at one of her surgeries, and she was really sick after that. And that tells us that people usually have problems with uh, uh, morphine treatments when they have uh, mutations or uh, changes with their endocannabinoid system. This is Science Friday from WNYC Studios. So in 2019, you found this original mutation that seems responsible for all of this cascade of effects. Where have you gone from there? What, what do you better understand now about her condition? I had this uh, analogy with the Wordle game <laughs> that uh, uh, back four years, we had only one letter in a word which we knew and a position of it. So now we have all five. And we we know the position, so we know the word, but we still have to put this word and all these pathways between genes in the big context of our human body and make sure that whenever we go and try targeting this in terms of working on the potential treatments, we do not affect something very vital and important. So you mentioned that it's not just that these genes are completely off, they're they're dialed down. Why is that important for you to be able to understand? Some of the genes are dialed down, especially the first one, the main uh, original gene for where it all starts. Why it's important for us? Well, there were some unsuccessful trials before with the uh, chemical drugs, 
developed to inhibit this particular enzyme. And uh, it, as, a, as a small molecules were aimed to inhibit it completely, and uh, side effects were drastic and very unpleasant. Therefore, some trials were stopped. So now, knowing that we can regulate this enzyme without targeting it with uh, small molecules, or even going back and uh, looking again at all these uh, libraries of molecular compounds being tried, and picking up those which are not inhibiting it completely, not having any side effects, but also can target this uh, area of mutation, which is producing a small molecule called uh, RNA, ribonucleic acid, and it's a long non-coding RNA. It doesn't make protein, but it does regulate activity of the main gene. Therefore, we can target somewhere else, and we don't have to you know, drive a, a body or organ or tissue or brain into the undesirable side effects. So we all experience pain differently. Do we know what's going on with quote unquote normal people that feel less pain as opposed to no pain? Oh, it's a very good question. There are over 200 genes which are connected to pain circuits. And uh, it really depends which gene is affected by mutation. For example, we had a, a family from uh, Italy with the Marsili family, that's called Marsili syndrome, with one of the proteins uh, being mutated. And that rendered them to a condition where they would feel the initial impact of uh, injury, but then it will be very quickly going away. So they wouldn't have any chronic pain after that. So it really depends on what a mutation people carry. So on one level, it sounds great not to be able to feel pain and not to have anxiety, not to be afraid. Are there any downsides to this? I think the downsides come when you're a child, when you develop, because pain is our cognitive protector. It protects us from a, a behavior which may lead to injury. So essentially, it's very useful for uh, kids to have some level of Paris sensation, of course. So what's next for the, the 10 years ahead in studying this? I'll recruit more funding, um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the more funds we have, the more we can work on it. Start looking into other things like anxiety, depression, and fear, because we were primarily focusing on pain. Also look more into this long non-coding RNA and what used to be treated as a junk DNA 20 or so years ago now is uh, something that makes very important regulatory molecules. So there is a massive uh, part of an iceberg we didn't look at yet. So that's uh, probably more than 10 years from now on, but uh, definitely enough things to do for a quite considerable future. Well, I wish you and Joe Cameron best of luck in your future research. Thank you so much. Andrea Korakov is an associate professor at the Wolfson Institute for Biomedical Research at University College London, based in London, England. 